Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Subject of amateur photographers is a noisy little bird in its nest with his bill open. And if somebody with a box camera wants to come to the little nest at 79 Wistful Vista, he'll find the bird who has just opened the bill and is really being noisy. <laughs> yes, it's himself, a Fibber McGee and Molly. Look at this gas bill. $16.23. The dirty high binders, the crooks. Why, for $16.23, you could buy enough gas to asphyxiate every director of the Whistle Vista Gas Company. Twelve times over. And that ain't a bad idea. Now, calm yourself, oh. dearie. It must be a mistake. Why, the pickpockets. Why don't you check the bill with our gas meter? On account of I don't know how to read a gas meter. Learn. <laughs> if the gas bills upset you so much, why take the company's word for it? They'll show you how to read the gas meter. More coffee? No, thanks. And you bet they will. They'd love to have me check my gas bills with the meter. Ninety-nine times out of a hundred, they'd be accurate. And then when I was off guard, whammo, a bill like this. $16.23. I'm going to report them to the government, to the SFIC. What's the SFIC? I got no idea. <laughs> There's a federal bureau for every other set of initials. So there must be an SFIC. Might stand for stealing from stealing from innocent citizens. Her suspect Fibber is a chump. Or sleeve falls in coffee. Yeah. Huh? Oh. Thanks. Good thing I wore my brown suit today. Get your hat, Sister. We're going to go downtown. McGee, you're not going to the gas station. You said it, sister. I'm going to take it up with them personal. I'm going to fight this thing through till the gas company hollers uncle. No, please, no. Huh? That's a phrase I don't like. What you mean? They fought saloons in Wistful Vista till they hollered uncle, and Uncle Dennis thought they were calling him. <laughs> and went. <laughs> well, never the same. I ain't going to be a patsy for no hold-up like this. I'm going to go right to the head of the company. And who is the head of the company? Mr. Morrison and Mr. Jones, I believe. Oh, it's got two heads. <laughs> I might have known Grab your hat, kiddo. Let's get down there right now before I cool off and realize how unreasonable I'm being. Come on, let's get going. Come in. Oh, good morning, Mr. Oldtimer. Hello there, daughter. Hi, Johnny. How's everything? Uh-oh, Johnny. Take that profane expression off your face, boy. There's a lady present. Yeah. Well, look what I just got. Coffee all over your sleeve, eh? Huh? Well, the cleaners can get that out, son. Hard Eagle Cleaners on 14th Street. I had a dirty eagle once to clean for me. What a fine job of it, too. Except they shrunk it till it looked like a barn swallow. It's a silly name for a bird because they mostly just swallow worms and butterflies and... Pardon drugs. me, Mr. Oldtimer, but it's that bill from the gas company he's angry about. He thinks it's too high. So do I. You do? Much. Lower down here where I can read it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's better. Hmm. $16.23, eh? Yeah. What have you been doing with the gas, boy? Inflating blimps for the Navy? No, just normal use, Mr. Oldtimer. Well, in the Navy, inflating blimps is a normal use. I procedure. ain't been inflating any blimps. <laughs> this bill is an outrageous. 
I'm going to fight it all the way up to the juvenile court. That's... You're going to what? I'm going to fight it all the way up to the juvenile court. Juvenile if court? Nothing, I'm going to pay a bill like this. That's where we'll wind up. You agree with me, old-timer? Or not? Son, leave me give you a word of advice. <laughs> thing you got is your credit. Keep it clean, boy. Sounds like very good advice. You said it, daughter. Why, my brother Enoch, he went to the bank and borrowed $50. Paid it back. Today it was due. And he borrowed $500. Paid it back real prompt. Yeah. Then he borrowed $5,000. Paid it back right away. You know where my brother Enoch is now? President of the stock exchange? Nope, in South America. He established his credit so good he managed to buy half a million and skip the country. <laughs> That's why I say, boy, pay the gas bill and keep your credit good. Bye now. Billy Mills from the Arkansas, and it's a lovely day today. <laughs> before I cool off. Oh, now, McGee, don't... I'll think. blow the lid off of that whole rotten mess. That's what I'll blow the whole rotten off of. Why, George, if you don't think... I still think you're taking this thing too big, dear. No. It's probably just a mistake, and they'll be glad to straighten it no, out. I'll say it's a mistake. Any public utility that tries to rob me is a big mistake. $16.23 for their smelly old gas. <laughs> My gosh, for that kind of dough, they could pipe in Slameel number five. <laughs> There's the place. Look at it. Right across the street. There's their dad ratted robber's roost. Quite a roost they have, too. Yeah. Four stories high with a marble front. Yeah. And how did they build it? By fleecing innocent citizens like me out of their life savings. That's how. Life savings? Yeah. Who's got $16 saved up? <laughs> Not us. It's all I can do. Oh, hello there, Kitty McDonald. Oh, I'll walk on ahead. I don't feel like yakking with any... Well, Molly McGee, for goodness sake, it's so nice to see you, dear. Hello, Kitty. And in that darling hat. You like it, dear? Oh, I've loved that hat on you for years. <laughs> Thank you, Kitty, dear. I like your hat, too. In fact, I almost bought that hat before you did. The ladies' aid rummage sale, wasn't it? <laughs> My, you're looking well, Kitty. <laughs> Thank you. So are you, dear. And don't let anybody tell you those crow's feet around your eyes make you look older. I think they just give your face character. <laughs> oh, you're sweet to say that, darling. Personally, I've always sort of envied the smooth-faced, empty-headed, feather-brained type. <laughs> but as I always say, we can't all be Kitty McDonald, can we? <laughs> oh, well, I must be going, dear. I have an appointment to get my teeth fixed. And you brought them downtown yourself when you could have just as well... That's pretty thoughtful of you, Kitty. Well, goodbye, dear. Goodbye, honey. Do call me if you still have your phone. <laughs> yes, we still have our phone, but has she got a nickel? <laughs> 
hurry up, Tootsie. I want to get into that building before I forget any of the dirty names I got for them bands. Oh, look, McGee. Uh, look who's coming out of the butcher shop. Huh? Dr. Gamble. Yoo-hoo, doctor. Oh, him. I always wondered where Doc studied surgery. <laughs> now I know. He probably... Hello there, Molly. And good day to you, Dill Puss. <laughs> Hi, liver lifter. <laughs> what are you doing at the butcher shop? Taking a postgraduate course? No, I just made a deal with the butcher, fat nose. I'm delivering a baby to his wife next week, and he's going to pay my bill in pork chops. Pound for pound. Well, my goodness. With me at these prices, Doctor, I think you made a very shrewd deal. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> the, butcher, the butcher doesn't know it yet, but according to my examination, he's about to become the father of triplets. Well, that's all very fascinating, Wrinkle Bucket. But I got no time to gab with you. I'm on my way in here to clean out this dad ratted gas company. Mistake on the bill, Doc. Yeah, when I get through with this joint, they'll think a tornado went through here. Well, there's a certain similarity between you and a tornado at that, my boy. You think so, Doctor? Yes. A tornado is a hard blow, and McGee is a vice versa. <laughs> Doc, you're not saying that just because you admire me. Well, I'd like to wait here and catch you on the first bounce, noisemaker, but I've got to see a patient. Huh? She called my office and asked me to hurry over. I've forgotten what the trouble was, but she seemed pretty distressed. Well, if you think she's distressed, wait till you see this gas company when I get through with them. They'll be so distressed that they won't... Something about her Shetland pony, I believe she said. When I get in a fight with a public utility boy, I never quit. I never let go. I'll fight this out to the bitter end. That's it. That's what her pony did while she was picking radishes. Well, come on, let's get in here before somebody else stops us without a dribble. Now, let's see now. Oh, here's the information desk. Uh, hey, sis, where can I find the complaint department? I don't know, sir. We never had a complaint before. Oh. Come on, Molly, we'll find somebody. Hey, what's that door there say? Private. Well, kick it open. That must be the president's office, and he's the guy I want to... And remember, ladies of the cooking class, when you use pet milk with your favorite family recipes, you're really cooking on the front burner. Even on the back of the stove. Well, for goodness sakes, it's Mr. Wilcox. Hey, what's he doing here, as if I didn't know? Looks like he's teaching a bunch of ladies. All right, class is dismissed. Hmm. Well, hello, Molly. Hi, pal. How'd you like my lecture, kid? Oh, we loved it, Junior. Good. Didn't hear a word of it. Oh. We just got here, Mr. Wilcox. We have a gas bill that we're trying to straighten out. Oh, that's too bad, Molly. You missed a wonderful recipe. Pet milk Princess Icebox Pie. Who is Princess Icebox, Junior? That the same as Miss Quick Freeze in 1950? Because no. I knew it. <laughs> huh? Icebox Pie is a kind of pie. Oh. You see? Right, you are, Molly. Oh. Princess Icebox Pie is a new, rich, creamy pet milk dessert that simply melts in your mouth. Mm -hmm. It's that whipped pet milk filling 
that makes How it many so... pies can you make out of one icebox, Junior? <laughs> you don't use a whole icebox just to make one pie, do you? No, 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 no pal. You don't What do you do, fan. trim off the tender part of the box and use that, or just <laughs> throw in the hinges and all and grind no, them up in the meat? No, no, no. no. You don't make the pie out of an icebox, pal. Oh. It's called icebox pie because instead of baking it, you make it in the icebox, you oh, see? Oh, my gosh. Ain't it pretty cramped in there, Junior? <laughs> I never tried making a pie in the icebox, but I did climb into ours oh, one. Oh, I remember that. I remember that. He was trying to find out if the light went off when he shut the door. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you see, this wonderful icebox pie is made with a smooth, creamy fruit filling. And the thing that makes it taste so terrific is the whipped pet milk that goes into it. Mm. You can whip pet milk just like you do cream, you know. I never did find out if the icebox light went out or not. No, no, you didn't. You know, because Mr. Wilcox, when he climbed in the box, he banged his head against the cars, and when I opened the door, the light was on, but McGee was out. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, you can pick up the recipe for this great new pet milk dessert at your grocery store. It's a Mary Lee Taylor recipe, and the store has everything you need to make it. I finally had to close the box and bore a hole in the back of it to really find out if the light was on or off. Including that good, rich pet milk. The first evaporated milk, the first choice... Hey, hey, hey. hey. ...of good cooks everywhere. Yes, pal? We're trying to get a bill straightened out, Mr. Wilcox, and we don't know who to see. Have you any connections here? Well, I used to have Molly. My uncle, Big B.T.U. Wilcox, <laughs> was a large wheel with his outfit yeah. once. Yeah, till they drafted him into a government job. Ooh, big shot, was he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was head meter reader. Very soft job. Why? Because so few people have meters in their heads. What's up happening in the basement? Whoa. I'll see you later, kid. <laughs> Head meter reader. Oh, brother. Well, come on, kiddo. Where are we going now? I'm going to kick down every door in this building till I find somebody that'll... Oh, here. Let's try this one. How do you do, sir and madam? Do come in. Thornwall P. Dudenberg is always at your service. You're Dudenberg? (laughs) No, he's out of town. (laughs) But let me hasten to say, sir, that if there's anything I can do for you, I sincerely doubt it. Try at least. We came down here, sir, to get an adjustment on our bill. Yeah. Oh, well, stretch out here on the table, Bill. <laughs> I'll give you an adjustment that a chiropractor wouldn't recognize. No, 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 no. Get your big fat hands off of me. That rat of my name ain't Bill. We're talking about our gas bill. Gas bill? Yeah. Oh, let me tell you what happened at breakfast this morning. I have a brother-in-law named Bill who lives with us, and my wife brought in the mail this morning just as he was pouring syrup down my collar. What's that got to do with Well, sir, she handed me a letter, and she said, Gas Bill. And I said, I'd rather drown the little jerk. Sir, that's all very interesting. But we have a complaint. You said it, we got a complaint. Now, looky here, Buster. I'm in no mood for kidding. The more I get shoved around, the matter I get. I'm boiling, understand? Well, I'm happy to know you, Mr. Boylan. <laughs> and this, I presume, is Mrs. Boylan? No, I'm not 
that's Mrs. Boylan. I'm Mrs. McGee. And by George, we want service. And if I don't get some service around here... Oh, well, I'll be happy to take care of you, sir. You shall have service. Good. Now, when did you move into your present address? Well, it was in, in, in 1937, I believe. Oh, recently, eh? <laughs> well, just be a little patient, will you? We'll turn on your service as soon as we get time. After all, we I... don't want the service turned on. It's already on. We want. Oh, to... you want it turned off? No. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't understand. You see? No, no, no. We don't want it turned off. We came down here to find out about our bill. Well, don't worry. We'll mail it to you. <laughs> I already got it. Then what's the beef? Look, if you people came in here just to irritate me, I'm a very busy oh, man. I'll get in a snowflake. Yeah. Where's the president's office of this outfit, bud? I'm going to report you There's from out... There's another door marked private right there, dearie. Aha, uh -huh. trying to hide from us, is he? Is that the president's office, bud? No, sir, that's... Oh, true. so you won't admit it, eh? Well, nobody's going to shove us around any longer. Come on, Molly. We're going in there. Stand aside, Buster. I'll tell the president of this outfit a thing. Well, don't look now, dearie, but this is the alley. Oh, oh. the alley. Why, that double crossing. Let me back in there. Let me back in there. Open that door. Help me out of here. Now, let's just forget the whole thing and go home. No, sir. I'm going to see this thing through to a finish. Whose? Theirs. My Georgia gas bill for $16.23. Gee, you're always in a fight with somebody. Uh, don't you know you can't fight the utilities? Ah, pa, they don't impress me, kiddo. You know why people call them public utilities? It's on account of the initials. P.U. <laughs> Come on, I'm going to try this off of here. Somebody has got to give me a reasonable answer on this gas bill. 1623. Why, it's an outrageous. Hi, Buster. Who do I complain about to about a gas bill? To whom? Yes. <laughs> to whom do we complain? Yes, ma'am. Third door down the hall. Who's in the third room down the hall? Whom? No. In this case, it should be who. Well, maybe it should, but it isn't. It's whom. Edgar P. Whom. <laughs> in charge of complaints. Oh, much obliged. Edgar for whom. Fine thing. You come down here with a single idea, and what do you get? Double talk. Did he say the third door down the hall? Yeah, come on. I'm narrowing it down now to somebody I can really blast his head off. If I don't get justice as an American citizen, I'll take this right to the Federal Trade Commission. That's what I'll do. I'll have it broadcast over the Voice of America. The Voice of America? Yeah. Go on. You don't even know Margaret Truman. <laughs> uh, I mean... Uh... Oh, hi, Oli. Well, hello there, McGee. Hello, Mrs. Hello, Oli. Paying your gas bill? Oh, no. I used to come here to visit my cousin. He's vice president of the company. Oh, hot dog. Just the guy we want to see. Look, this gas bill, Oli, 1623. Ain't that ridiculous? Where's your cousin's office? Oh, now, he got no office. He was first in the basement. He screws threads on gas pipes. I thought you said he was a vice president. Sure. How you think he holds gas pipes to screw threads, Mrs., in his teeth? No, he uses a vice. Oh, a vice. Sure. You know, it's a big family yoke to call Cousin Nelson a wise guy. Well, how's the family, Ollie? Well, I hope. 
Well, I hope so, too, Master. <laughs> Yesterday, we got another letter from Lars. He's in the Union States Navy, you know. Yeah, we know. Everything okay with him? Well, things not so very good with Lars oh? right now. He cooks beans on hot stove all day for crew on ship. All because he don't keep his mouth shut. Huh? What do you mean, Ollie? Well, officer asked Lars what Papa does, and Lars said Papa is janitor at Elf's Club. But in Swedish Navy, Papa was cook. Oh. And officers say, oh, you're a son of a sea cook. <laughs> and now Lars works in the galley. Galley, Ollie. Sure, galley. Uh, you heard about my little Christina? No, what about Christina? Well, a couple of weeks ago, somebody sent Christina a big box of chocolate candy. Mm-hmm. How wonderful. Was she bubbling over with joy? No, missus, she was bubbling over with bubbles. It was April Fool's candy full of soap. <laughs> for three days now, I don't have to lay her face for a razor. I, I used to say, kiss Papa good morning, Christina, and start shaving. <laughs> so long, both you fellas. So long, Hi, Come on, kiddo. Here's the third door. Hmm. Edgar P. Hume, complaint department. What does that small card say? It says, when complaining to Mr. Hume, it is not necessary to raise voice. He is not deaf, just disinterested. Hmm. <laughs> well, I'll interest the high binder. Come on. Now look here, Edgar P. to Hume. I took all I'm going to took off of this bunch of hijackers. Look at this bill. $16.23. Does that look reasonable to you, to whom? Let me see it, sir. No, sir, I think it's ridiculous. Well, good for you, Mr. Whom. Give him the bill, dearie. He'll yeah. revise it and send another one. Oh, no, madam, I can't do that. What do you mean you can't do that? You just admitted the bill was way out of line. I'm sorry, sir, I can't do anything about it. And why not? Because that isn't one of our bills. That's your electric light bill. <laughs> What do you mean, my... Huh? It is? Oh, my gosh, it is. We beg your pardon, Mr. Whom, but my husband has a bad habit. Whether he's reading the light bill or Esquire, all he sees is the figures. (laughs) Come, dear. I'll go quietly. Feel a little silly, dearie, mistaking the light bill for the gas bill? No. (laughs) Making such a fuss over Oh, well, my gosh. Just because I wasn't wearing my glasses when I opened the mail. But I'm wearing my glasses now. And by George, I ain't going to pay this light bill either. Too high? No. It's addressed to Freddie McGee, 14th and Oak Street. <laughs> you see? So it is. Yeah. Good. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> 